What were the exact words you used when I first asked you about dating here? Oh, what did I say? I don't even remember, but it was probably off the cuff and true. There was an expletive. Did I swear? It was like, it's fucked. don't fucking bother, maybe? Or no oh, no good, good fucking luck. luck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frisky. North the 60. We bring you stories about love, love and dating, dating in the, the North. North. I'm your host, Karen McCall, and I'm joined by co-host... Jordan Patrick. We're recording in Whitehorse, Yukon, north of the 60th parallel. Where it's winter seven whole months of the year. <laughs> you need to find someone to keep you warm, that's for sure. In this episode, we're traveling down to Smithers in northern BC to get some beta on the dating scene there. Well, well where? Yes, good question. Have you been to Smithers, northern BC? Clearly not. Clearly not. Okay. I mean, what's there to do in Smithers? Well, actually, it's a pretty nice mountain town, um, small population, and um, I went there. So I went on this trail running road trip this summer. We drove 2,300 kilometers from Kelowna, BC, back up to Whitehorse, my friend Christy and I. And uh, yeah, the purpose was to run beautiful trails, to go to some brew pubs and drink some craft beer, and also to do some online dating. Now, let's just spin this around. And, like, what if it was me who, like, played out the same thing? Yeah, I'm going with some of my boys. We're going to go do some mountain biking. We're going to have some drinks at some breweries. And then we're going to go to some small towns and see who we can find on Tinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, picture it more like a bit more genteel, like we're having physically distanced, like, be- it's kind of almost this is like. clearly for research purposes only. <laughs> and it's kind of like dating meets traveling. Like, you're just meeting people in places oh, to. Yeah have nice conversations with them i mean i could see how it would be interpreted my thought was like we're just gonna have this nice beer but i could see how it would be kind of could come across as sleazy because we're just in all of these towns for one night you want a guy's perspective (laughs) on tinder if i see the words like oh i'm just traveling i'm just visiting it's like uh she wants a hookah this is true. And you know and what the a, other... It's a bad assumption. But I mean, why else are you on Tinder? Like, because you're traveling just... by yourself and you don't want to have beer by yourself. Okay, but this is going to... You're going to even find this even like, Maybe more perturbing. Maybe it's just the man's limited perspective here. <laughs> well, so Christy was driving most of the time. And I was doing like the Tinder, the Bumble, and the Hinge while we were driving. Because she gets car sick. So I was doing that. So basically, I was matching with people and then being like, Hey, do you want to meet for a beer this evening? Oh, by the way, I'm with my friend Christy. So in some ways, it was kind of like a two for one for them because they they got to go on a date with both of us. But it wasn't like we were dating together. I saw it more as a friendly adventure. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and those get out. I'm just I'm just being funny. <laughs> you, you're just pushing my buttons. That's that, you know, that's why you invited me here to do this intro <laughs> to this this cool podcast we're about to dive into. And this who, is true. You know, I and mean, you don't even know what this episode's about yet. I mean, just just like unknown location in BC I've never been to small town Exciting. small town ski town mountain bike town so it it's a pretty like idyllic little town but so I didn't make any romantic connections on this road trip but did meet some interesting people and one of them was this man Drew and um, he actually agreed to be interviewed for this podcast about the dating scene in Smithers um, and so that's what most of 
this episode is about. Although the first like minute and a half of the interview is about this really quirky radio show he has on the local Smithers radio. So um, let's take a listen of that. Okay, first thing I want to ask you about is this show that you do on the local radio station, The Pet Callout. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> Before we get to the dating, tell me about this radio show. Here in Smithers, we have a really good community radio station called CICK 93.9. And it's all volunteer run. And the show that I do is called Smithers Pet Sounds, where people give shoutouts to their pets in between songs that I play. Okay, and I was confused about what that meant, but it sounds like it's people who are not at home and their pet is at home, and it's so their pets can hear them on the radio? Well, I don't really have rules for my show. It's pretty, it's pretty out, out there, but generally speaking, yeah, like people love to, pets love to hear their names said on speakers. So I have a lot of people that are working in their office and they phone and just give a shout out to their pet so they can talk to their pet. At the radio. Yeah. And you actually get a lot of people calling in. Totally, yeah. We're a small community here, about 5,000 people, so everyone knows each other, and it's really, really nice to support local, and yeah, we do well. So give me give me an example of somebody calling in for their pet Fluffy or whatever. <laughs> um, hey, Fluffy, don't eat the dog. That's a classic one, you know, or just, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then will you be like, okay, now we're going to play this, like, tune that like it's called like yeah. don't let the dogs out or something well, like yeah. that i mean you know i generally like my music so i don't go that that, that way <laughs> but um i usually ask like what the pet likes to listen to you know certain pets have certain artists that that they like yeah just like people right right so artists are like uh people are like yeah i guess they're in tune with the interests of their pets or like the preferences um okay so there's no segue we'll just go straight into it so um what's the dating scene like in Smithers for um, like a, a single man? Single professional 40 year old now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I moved up here three years ago and most of the most of my really good friends and most of my friends here are married and they moved up here with their significant other. So it's it's interesting because you get a lot of people here who are just coming for a month or two, either for work. A lot of people come up here for summer just to see if they like it and then when the snow flies going back down south so it's really hard to get to know people and I think the other side of it is is that in order to get to know locals here like most places you got to do your time right and it's I've been up here for four years now and it's taken almost four years for like my first week I can tell you everyone's just rolling by in their car slowly looking at that new person who's that new fresh piece of meat coming into town right but after three years now it's like oh hey hi there's Drew and you know the whole whole town has that helped the dating season scene I don't know I don't think so because I'm still single (laughs) um what what were the exact words you used when I first asked you about dating here oh what did I say I don't even remember but it was probably off the cuff and true there was an expletive did I swear? It was like, it's fucked. don't fucking bother, maybe? Or no oh, good, no good, good fucking luck. luck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I say that and I've also met awesome people, too, who have found their love up here, too. So maybe it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> well, you said, uh, you, you said there's more men than women up here. I think the demographics are quite different because I moved from Victoria, which is the entire opposite where I don't know what the stats are, but you hear the 80-20, you know, going around. And here I'd say it's about 80-20 in terms of single men versus single women. So how do you try to meet people here? Uh, Tinder. (laughs) 
<laughs> but honestly, like, I don't know. It's like you meet people on Tinder, but I'm also to want to meet locals. So you don't go on Tinder if you're a local, which I found too, because I mean, you know the person, right? Like you know everything about them. So now you know they're single. So you're saying locals don't really go on Tinder? Local women, like you don't, you see more like travelers or people short term here. I would say most of my Tinder matches up here have been like local travel people who are like, oh, I'm here for um, a week doing a radio show for this CBC, you know. (laughs) No, but um, those are generally the people that I I meet, and and maybe that's my own fault too because I actually do like like um, oh, this is tough, tough to say. I'm attracted to smart people. Right. And I don't want to say that there's not a lot of smart single women in Smithers at all. But I do find, though, that um, it is tough dating um, if you have a certain type in mind. You almost have to um, reevaluate who you are as a person. And I think that that's a really good thing for most people. That, you know, you shouldn't just be attracted to one type of person. But the flip side of that is, is that it's hard to be attracted to someone if you're not really into them. Mm-hmm. And I find amongst my friends here that uh, that's very common. And a lot of people up here in Smithers who have married from Smithers or from these local towns get married young. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of them just stick together when, you know, the social worker inside of me says that they probably shouldn't, mm-hmm. right? So there's that too. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to deal with that in seeing people not happy mm-hmm. when they can change their lives but also being stuck in a small town where they look at the, the side of being single in a small mm-hmm. town and say, okay, I'm just going to stick with that mm-hmm. partner. Um, I imagine you have dated some w- local women in Smithers. Silence. No, <laughs> kidding. Um, yeah, totally. No, wait, have I? I don't know if I've dated anyone who's actually born in Smithers. Okay, Maybe but like who lives here. Oh, yes, yeah, totally. Like yes, yeah. totally. Okay. And then I guess maybe the flip side of that is like when you're dating someone in Smithers and you break up with them, guess what? You're going to see them everywhere. And there's always, I always believe there's two sides to every story, right? So it's interesting how rumors spread in small towns, both both ways, right? Good and bad. But um, when you're in a small town and you got nothing to talk about in the wintertime, everyone knows your uh, dirty laundry. Let's put it that way. And I guess even before you date someone, like you're like, hey, who's that interesting person? And you could probably find out everything you want to know. Or like there, you, people would give you opinions probably whether you want them or not. Totally. And it's shocking to see like uh, some of my friends be like, oh, you would really like this girl. And then you never s- see them in town. And then you finally see them in Smithers and you're like, you have nothing in common because everyone's trying to hook you up or set you yeah. up with a, with a person mm-hmm. because you're the single person in town, right? And just going to parties and you'll be like, oh, this is our friend. And you have to entertain them for the night, even though you might not have anything in common with them, but the fact that you're both single, right? Right. That's the only common ground. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So... That's an interesting point. Okay. And, and yeah, you talked about breakups. And, um, yeah, breakups in small towns are awkward. And then also everybody you could potentially date is somebody else's ex. So you probably have to, like, tread a bit carefully there as well. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's, yeah, and it's interesting just to see. I don't know if I have any opinion about that because it's, it's a really interesting uh, dynamic, right, where people are, like, forced to date someone for the sake of just dating, 
I don't know if I'm making sense, but... Uh, mm, no, I don't get it. Winters are long here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we call that the fall scramble uh, oh, in the Yukon. Is, is it the fall scramble? I always find that in fall you get the people who will move away. So it's almost like you get a fresh <laughs> batch of single people mm-hmm. coming up in fall. And mm-hmm. if they last the winter, then they know that they're probably going to last a few few years here. So, yeah. But um, the fall scramble. I like that term. Yeah. It's followed by spring breakup. It's like the turkey turkey dump in like high school or turkey? university. You oh. n- never heard of the turkey turkey dump? No. That's in the first year university when you have that like boyfriend or girlfriend from high school. Oh. Then you go to first year university and you know you think you're gonna last when you're living in two different yeah. universities. Then you go back for Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, the turkey, yeah, the turkey dump. <laughs> I never had a high school boyfriend, so I didn't get turkey down, but that's probably good. For sure. <laughs> what about, like, I, I'm sure you have some just, like, single friends who are women. Like, mm. what would their, what would you think their take would be on a, being single in Smithers as a woman? Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of my single women friends, let's say if they went online dating, they would tell me they have their choice of hundreds of men where I think as a man, just living up in a really um, resource-rich industrial um, camp work type community, there's a lot of traveling men that come up up, mm. up up here. And I mean, let's face it, if you're on Tinder, you're probably not looking for, you might not be looking for like your wife or your husband. You might, right? I mean, times, times have changed, but I do think a lot of women have more options up in small towns mm. uh, versus uh, men, mm. for sure. Yeah, actually, I was surprised at the number of men on Tinder. I was like, whoa, it's still going. Like, it seemed like almost on par with Whitehorse or Yukon, which is, you know, whatever, ten, six, seven times as, mm. as big. Yeah, okay. So you're saying, like, the women aren't suffering, but there might be, like, a quantity over quality issue? I think so. Because mm. a lot of my single women friends, they don't last long in relationships. Like, mm. I've known, much like me, I've known a lot of single people for the past four years that are still single. Mm. They've dated people and mm-hmm. gone out with people, but it's always just... It goes back to that point. I think people date below their caliber here, and I don't mean that in any sense that I think anyone can get along with anyone, but you have to have things in common with a person mm-hmm. to really fall in love with them. And... Um, I yeah, I think a lot of people just just don't settle. That's a good word. They they actually do settle as opposed to looking for someone that they really want to spend life their life life with. Mm-hmm. It's just I just want to spend the winter with you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Like, do you think you'd ever get to the point where you're like, I can't stay here anymore because I'm not going to meet someone? Every week, I think that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sad at all, though. I, I actually like it because I think it's empowering. Like, you don't need another person to actually live your life. And I really do think, and this is the value of living at, up in a small town, if you can do it, if you can be single and be happy, you grow as a person. You figure out who you, what you like and what you can't take and what you can take, right? And I think that, to me, that's the most important thing. So I have this, like, mantra in my head that I always say to myself when I have those thoughts, it's like, um, um, no, I can't even remember it. <laughs> but it's more like, if the right person comes, that's great. If they want to join, join the ride, it's going to be amazing. If they don't, so what, mm-hmm. right? It's not going to affect the way that I want to ride my life. And that's, that's how it is. Okay, here's an, this is, I'm, I'm asking for your opinion here. 
So I match with some guy in Smithers, and he sends me a message. It says, hey, Karen, you're absolutely gorgeous, smiley face. How do you react to that? What do you think of that kind of, like, uh, (laughs) message opener? As a man or a woman? As Um, the receiver or the sender? Yeah. How how do you react? Like, what's your gut, like, feeling? Are you, like, okay? Uh, Compliments are nice, right? I mean, like, we never know how to respond to compliments, right? But it's if that's your first line to a person, it just shows you that, I mean, to, to me, that the person doesn't really want to get to know you as a person and doesn't really want anything more than just a one night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Christy Maya's take was like... Personally. You're just trying to, like, butter us up. Or let's butter you up. But yeah. Like, it's just, it's probably like he cut and pastes, pastes that line to, like, oh, yeah. everyone. Yeah. To me, I'm like, oh, that feels sleazy. Like, why don't well, you... What would you say then? Now I'm going to ask you, the oh. interviewer. Like, what would you say if, uh, let's say, I sent you a first message? No, if you had to send me a first first message first, what would your first message be? What content? Uh, yeah, I guess I would, um, like, looking at your profile. From what I remember of it, it says um, archaeologist and social worker. So I think my question would be like, whoa, those are two very different careers. Like, how how did that transpire? Cool. Yeah. Well, that's because you're a smart, smart person, and you actually like like <laughs> like to get to know people. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it might just show the caliber of people that are up in Smithers or up in small, small towns too. Well, and there is this. There is also this sort of like thing I've heard, which I talked to Christy about, where like maybe you just want to like say like, "Hey, how are you?" Like, I think that's what is that what you said to me? I can't I can't remember to no, be honest. I'll probably ask you how your day day was. Okay. Yeah. Like actually ask you how your day day was. I should check. Here, just wait. Let me actually check. <laughs> Ask another question. <laughs> well, um, yeah, because I mean, I guess the how, how is your day or how are you is sort of also just you're like breaking the ice and you're just sort of checking to see if the person is even interested in responding, I think, rather than like putting too much time into it. And it is online, too. So I don't know if I'm being like my information is being sold to like a Russian slave organization with all this stuff here. But I, I did ask you, um, hey, Karen, how's your weekend ending? Are you enjoying the sun today? Oh, two oh, questions. You know, that's that's clarifal. Uh, clarifal. What word was I trying to say there? Clever. Clever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I don't think I actually caught on to that. Um, but I have to admit, I was multitasking when I was messaging you. So I... <laughs> right. So I might... Uh, like, the witticism might have sort of gone past on me. But... Right. Okay. Um, have you ever had any, like, something, like, really clever that you were like, yeah, that was such a good line? Like, messaging someone? Oh, lines are weird. I never remember them, and I never use them. I don't. I think if that's too orchestrated and too like, it's not who I am as a person. If you don't, I'm very comfortable with speaking with anyone. Obviously, I'm doing an interview on a Tinder date here with two <laughs> lovely women. But <laughs> but that being said, I think people who are just uh, self-esteem issues or just they fall back on things that might have worked for them, and for me. I don't think anything works for anyone. Is you just got to get to know people, right? Do you seek out like? Are you like okay? Well, maybe there's no one in Smithers. Like maybe like Terrace or maybe like Prince Rupert or like how how far afield would you be willing to go? Oh man, like I find. So I do do a lot of traveling with my work. Um, not a lot, but I do go to Terrace and Prince George and Vancouver and the best dates of my life have always been when I'm traveling. In the past four years, they have not been in Smithers. Right? The number of women that I probably would be attracted to, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything, is so much higher. And I don't think it's a population thing either. Right? I just think it's a, it's a town thing. It's a city-to-city city thing, right? Singles flock to cities. 
And there's the one thing that I've noticed, a lot of my single friends have not lasted here. They've all moved to bigger, bigger cities, moved back, back to bigger cities, unless they found, found someone. And it's something that's uh, really hard to see because I think that everyone has a value as a person, not just couples in a community, right? What about, okay, so Prince George, like, is, are there single women uh, that interest you there? Like, is there, is there, is that a better market than Smithers? Market? Sorry, market. Scene. I mean, sing, scene. Scene market. <laughs> Pardon me. I'm tired. <laughs> um, have you been to Prince George? <laughs> we actually opted not to drive, like, we just stayed on the highway bypass. So, no, I have not. <laughs> As most people from Prince George and not from Prince George says, you can smell it before you see it, right? And that's, it's a classic mill, mill town, industrial. And to me, maybe in my past, it reminds me of growing up in Hamilton, Ontario in the 80s. Like just a lot of industrial, a lot of rundown down, downtown on the cusp of change, but it's just not there yet. And three hours away is going that way. I'd rather date someone going to the terrace way. It's a lot nicer drive. <laughs> the other side of me is like, you do want to, I'm living in a beautiful place. And when I want to share that with someone, right, and not do a lot of traveling and long distance. So when you live in a beautiful place and it's expensive to travel outside, you really do want to meet someone here. Right? Okay, COVID dating. Oh, good one. What, like, what, what are you doing? Like, what's your sort of... Well, it's interesting to see how people take it, right? Like, you meet a lot of people who are, I'm not going to date until COVID is over, which I respect that, right? So what does that mean, I'm not going to date until it's over? That's a good question. Can you repeat the question? Oh, just what does that mean, I'm not going to date till it's over? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to converse with you, no online conversation, no, like, probably, or, yeah. yeah. More like face-to-face meeting and, um... Um, recently, online dating sites, and I'm probably sure you know this, have opened it up to the world to keep people closer together, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was an interesting take on me, too. So I switch over to, like, the global one, and then you're talking to women from, like, Sweden and Finland. And, you know, the one thing that I've noticed, Scandinavian women are very single. There's not, there's so many Scandinavian women <laughs> on Tinder. And I'm like, why? Like, what's up with the Scandinavian men? So... I was starting to talk to one and you kind of get to like the culture of dating in different cultures and I think it was super interesting to see like I don't see this going anywhere with anyone because let's face it I won't even go to Prince George I'm not going to go to like Helsinki but the other side of it is you meet people in big cities and small cities and different cultures around the world and they're all going through the same damn thing right so it brings you together as a human and I think that that's that's an interesting point of it but getting back to the COVID dating it's 50-50. Here we are in a bar. You know, it's quite packed. It's not that that packed, but there's people here. No one's wearing a mask. Right? And I don't know. I, I think that that's probably where 50% do it and half of them are more careful. And everyone's doing what, what they do to keep, keep safe and to keep other people safe. But at the end of the day, we're humans. And uh, I think we evolved to do one thing, right? So, Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, but feel free if you're single to... I'm kidding. <laughs> get in touch. <laughs> yes, actually. Um, we'll include the link to our website. We can get in touch with Drew in uh, Smithers, eligible bachelor. Oh, that's it? Yes, it has a bit of an abrupt end because I wanted to get back to the beer drinking.
<laughs> Where were you guys? I, I heard like background noise. Right. I don't know if I said that in the intro, but we were at the uh, Smithers Brew Pub sitting outside. So yeah, there was definitely some people around us. There was a lot of similarities I noticed about his description of the small town dating life and uh, our own. Mm-hmm. Almost the reverse. Well, <laughs> I want to say the reverse in that just the... 80-20. I feel like normally you hear more about women complaining here about the dating scene. But again, I have probably have a biased approach towards that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Us perpetually single folk. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he was kind of harsh on Prince George. So sorry, Prince George. I'm sure you have some redeeming qualities. Someone loves you, PG. <laughs> and uh, and then his like good fucking luck in finding somebody, <laughs> you know, uh, that response. Uh, that, that made me laugh, too, because... You know, it, it can be frustrating when you're faced with those limitations. And, you know, it does seem to be a common theme that you're faced with a choice of settling, maybe for like a incomplete or unfulfilling relationship, or you just decide to tough out the single life, you know, mm-hmm. which is not ideal. Like, I believe we everybody needs someone. Of course, the most important question is, um, have you ever heard of a pet call-in show before? A or pet. heard one. A what? The Pet Collins Show. That's that's Drew's radio show. Oh, no, no. I ha- oh, the one you described. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Pet Collin, like the name of someone, Colin. Oh, Colin. Yeah. No, Colin. Sorry, no, no. Pet Collin Show. Oh, There's now, a hyphen between Colin and. Now I understand. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds really cute. I was thinking about, like, for my dog, like, I always have the radio on, you know, a little BGM, background uh-huh. music, not to be confused with S&M. <laughs> right, which will like, dis- where are you going, we're BDSM? <laughs> uh, in Whitehorse or Yukon, very dog-friendly, you can see the appeal of the pet call-in show. So on that note, if anybody wants to listen to Drew's pet call-in show, you can find it on, it's called Smithers Pet Sounds, and it's on CK, nope, I lied, C-I-C-K, Community Radio. Music by Jordan Patrick. I did the producing and editing. Do you want to sponsor us so we can hire a real producer? Or maybe you have feedback or want to be interviewed on this show. Email us friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. Or you can find us on social media.